Well, hello and welcome to Miguel and Holly on Sinchad. My name is Miguel Fuller. I'm Holly O'Connor. I'm Scotty. The body. Thank you. I was like, are you just leaving that out? It just sometimes feels weird for me to call myself. I mean, it's just in an intro. I wouldn't expect for you to like be at a broadcast and be like, hey, it's Scotty the body. I, like I definitely that wouldn't say it like that. Yeah, no, I can't do that for me. No, no that uh, as, like when I was first started my career and I was Spanish Michael. Yeah. And like when you're in the studio by yourself and you're like, hey, I'm trying to entertain people. I don't mind being silly. And I'd be like, hey, it's Spanish Michael on 97.3 Kiss FM. And then I remember my first broadcast where I had to go to a business. And oh. then you have to introduce yourself to the general manager of Savannah Toyota. And you're like, hi, I'm Spanish Michael from 97.3 Kiss FM. Man, they really did radio people dirty from yeah. the get-go, from the jump. You just feel like a douchebag. You, you do. Yeah. Like, you don't you yeah. feel like you're not, like, you're, you're like a kid who stumbled onto the wrong area. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I always give credit. I don't want to say this was my idea, but the morning show that I grew up listening to back in the early 2000s in Atlanta, that's one of the things that they said is he was, like, the host of the show was, like, I grew up in the age of zonky bonky. Like they had a little um, ho donkey. What was it? The little bell. The uh, when you go somewhere, the little bell. When you go somewhere, um, you know, like, like in a hotel. Go, like a yeah, ding, but, yeah. What like, is it called? Um, a bell. A bell. Just a bell. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's called. Anyway, ding. but like ding. back in the day, like they do something funny and someone would be like, ding! Yeah. Hongo, hongo, do, 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 It's do. like that episode of um, Family Guy where it's Brian and Stewie, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, Winnie and the Butt. Hey, what, 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 Winnie and the Butt. Boop, 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 boop. In the morning. Hey, hey, hey. And that's when, legit what it was. That's what radio was. And so when this morning show started in Atlanta in 2001, he was like, we're using our real names. No one has a crazy-ass name. Uh, this is who we are. We are human beings. And I remember that really sticking with me. And I was just a sophomore in high school. And I was like, I love that approach because I actually get to know you. And so now as we've done our careers, we've been like, all right, we have like little nicknames and stuff just to make it memorable for yeah. like people we're dating or something like that. Like we called Abe Mr. Silver Fox because – when I was dating, there were a lot of different people you had to keep up with. You know? hey. hey. Wow. But that's why, like, when you first started, Scott, I really wanted people to know that, like, this is the first time in this city that we're introducing, like, a third personality, not just someone in the background. Yeah. And so for you to be memorable, like, Scott, it's like, eh. hey, we got Scott here. There's <laughs> nothing to that. There's nothing to grasp. Yeah, no, right. I get it. I like that, like. Because now whenever I go out or anything, like, that's what people will say. Like, it is the full name. And you I'm cool with that. Who you are. I will mm -hmm. just never introduce myself. No. Like, now I introduce myself as Scotty, yeah. which right. my name is not Scotty. It's right. Scott. But kind of growing up, I was kind of, it was always kind of like thrown in there as a nickname. So now it kind of just sticks. And I think it just sounds friendlier than Scott. Scott's well, very businessy. I think that if I were you for the, the longevity of my career, like, Whenever, because you won't be with us forever, because you want to do your own thing, and we make, you know, it's not a, a, a awkward thing to talk about, but it is. I, I hope that you go and you be successful, and Fly. when you become rich, you take Thank care you. of me when I'm old. Oh, what? And I can't do it because you'll be like the next Ryan Seacrest. You gonna you you gonna suckle on his teeth? Yes, girl. I'm gonna suckle on my teeth. Clamp, clamp. Because you'll be so rich, you won't even know that I'm there suckling. Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'll be like, girl, you want to come too? Get the other one, girl. <laughs> I got two 
I'll get the other teen girl. Please stop. <laughs> when on, he's guys. up there with like Kelly Ripa when she's like 80 and he's like replacing Ryan Seacrest, oh. we'll be like, hey. <laughs> well, I mean, if I need something, I'll, I'll I'm knock on the y'all. door. Not me. I'll be there, girl. When I know, when I see on Hollywood Reporter, Scott Tavlin signs with, alive with Kelly and Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds nice. His salary's $10 million. <gasps> Bitch, you better believe I'll be like, he gonna give you like a stipend? I don't know, girl. Let me live at your house. No, let me. <laughs> no. I mean, you could put a pool in my yard. <laughs> I'll accept a gift. Oh, there you go. Okay. I don't know. Glad you will. Uh, yeah, just putting that out there. Okay, uh, good. But yeah, but I do think that your next phase of you doing like your own morning show or whatever is you should go by Scott. Oh wow, just Scott. Because I feel like when you are 35, like, you're not going to want to be Scotty. Like, that just feels like mm. a, I'm young. I just graduated from USF, and I'm out here. But it could keep him young and connected with the demo. True. True. Because I could see it. I could see you being a 30-something Scotty. God, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see what that looks like. That is so weird to think of. But, yeah, no, I've gone back and forth with it. I don't know what the heck the next chapter will look like on, like, either way. But I always thought of that. If, like, if I stayed in, like, you know, top 40 radio, yeah. the way to be, like, you know, approachable would yeah. be Scotty. Yeah. We have someone that works across the street that still goes by Scotty, and that yeah. works. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. I, know. I was, I was like, like, hello. Sorry. We just, I haven't seen, because we haven't done concerts. I haven't seen him in so long. I and I was like, who? I was, supposed to, I was supposed to see him at a taste testing thing that I went to. Mm. And it was me, him, and some other radio guy. And so we're waiting there. And it was a lunch thing. And I was starving. And they were like, okay, well, we're just waiting on, yeah, you mm-hmm. know. And never came, never came. Finally, the other person was like, let me just call him. It had been like 25 minutes by this point. And he's like, maybe he's stuck in traffic. He called, we called, the guy called him and he's like, oh no, I'm not going to make it. I was oh. like, I, I know I love this person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't love this person, but I know him and I have been friendly. In mm-hmm. that moment, I wanted to slice his head off. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, you don't just, you don't just leave us hanging for yeah, 25 minutes while we sit here waiting to eat for what? you. You're at a feeding, Holly. You I was at a eat. feeding and I wasn't being fed. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little upset. That's the last uh, run-in that I haven't had with oh him. But yeah, before that, it had just been concerts. Yeah, that's the only times. That's why I was like, wait, because I haven't seen him in so long. And he's like he's always a- super nice, and I'm yeah. not, I would tell him to his face and be like, where were you? Right. I had to wait 30 minutes to eat. Bitch, where were you? I'm going to slice your head off. I was ready for the feeding. <laughs> I was there with <laughs> my napkin talk. around my neck <laughs> waiting to be fed. Oh, uh, that's my favorite. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think at some point. I mean, if you want to, but I just I just know that even after a year of my career, well, actually, technically it was two years that I went by uh, Spanish Michael, that by the time I had graduated college and I was like finally had moved from just <clears throat> doing weekends and I was actually going out and doing remotes and um introing concerts and stuff that it just felt weird saying Spanish Michael. Ah, uh, yeah. So then when I finally went to Panama City with Holly and Kramer, I was like, Miguel. Yep. We're going by Miguel Fuller. That's it. I don't want I don't want to know Spanish Michael up in here. But yeah, it's just something to think Scotty's about. Scotty's not like a Spanish Michael though. No, it's not a made up name. No, it's not. I, I don't know. I could see it going either way. Either personally. way. Yeah. Sometimes I do like to honor my name of Scott. Honor Scott. I do. Sometimes. God Andrew Tavlin. That's right. See, that's my business. Soon to be. It's my business name. Yeah. That's my Um, real name. 
That's my real speaking voice. <laughs> um, I wanted to read a couple of reviews that we got on iTunes where you can always oh. leave us a review and a rating. Please do. Five stars helps us out. Yeah. Um, this one from Monday. I love it. Becca Stapp. On her title, it says, best podcast, best of the babe, baby. <laughs> and then, hey, by the way, did you know that we won best podcast? <laughs> did you know? Wait, what? Did we win? Last year, we actually won best of the bay for best podcast. Wait, you're saying that we won oh my best podcast for the creative loafings best of the bay? Correct. And, oh my God, and best podcast. <laughs> wait, wait, no, we. And yeah, best wait, podcast. you're telling me we won best podcast. And also. Best podcast. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's enough. All right. That's sorry. So All best right. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> oh, um, but then I love it. Her message. I think something happened to her phone. She just said, "Hi, Miguel, comma Holly," and then that was it. Oh, I think I got cut off. Oh, maybe no. she like hit post and then it was too late to go back. Yeah. And she, she was, was just, just like, like, "Well, you know what I meant." Done. Done. <laughs> you knew you what know. I meant. There have been times where I've been writing a message on Instagram oh, and Lord. then like you blink for a second or something happens and the notification comes up yes. and then your hand hits Hit it that. and then the message goes away and I'm like, you're just going to get me liking what you responded with because now I'm just, I'm done. Or what happens sometimes is I'll go through, I'm going through my Instagram messages and maybe it's like one that I've moved from the other folder into the primary folder and I start typing Ooh. and then a, a notification comes up and I slap that thing on accident and then I'm like, who was it? Who, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know who I was talking to because uh, now they're buried in the list and I right. have no clue what the name or the picture was uh, and I'm just like, they don't get a response. There just uh, has to be a better way for Instagram messages because it's just it's so... And they, like, here's my biggest pet peeve with Instagram messages. You cannot search by word. Right. You got to right. either search by exact username yes. or sometimes they can let you search by real name, but I don't know anybody's name. No. Yeah. So no. I'm like searching for what I remember the message to be about. I'm like, uh, cookies. Right. Uh, um, like, you know, bears. I don't know. Uh. And nothing comes up, and I'm like, I hate you, Instagram! Yeah, they just, they really don't make it friendly they at don't. all. No. Okay, that's enough bitching about Instagram. But yeah. yeah, that's my pet peeve. Another review we got from Rachel is Always Burnt. She said, bathroom humor as the subject line. Oh. Probably the funniest podcast to date. Ah. I was like Holly, laughing so hard with tears. I was actually crying. I may oh, have wow. snorted a time or two. My coworkers think I'm nuts. <laughs> I missed y'all like crazy. Keep up being yourselves and you'll get a hat trick on your podcast. Mm. Thank you so much. Thanks, Appreciate thanks. it, Rachel. Uh, Holly, how are you doing? I'm having a rough emotional day today, oh. <laughs> but I'm okay. I'm staying afloat. I'm staying afloat. Why? Just my mom's coming back today from her two-week vacation. Yeah. And Take so, on everything again. Yeah. Like you literally, it's like I got to run around in a meadow. I got to frolic. Oh, mm. good frolic. If you will. Uh, and now I got to go back into what I, in my head, if I were to paint a picture for you, I was out in the sunshine in these like daisies frolicking. Mm. And now I have to like go back into a very austere hospital-like building, mm. put on a very heavy coat of armor and just go about the routine that is my life. Mm. So that's how I feel, right. um, which isn't really that fun. No. No. Um, but, and it's just like, it's not. It's like all fronts it comes at me. So, like, she comes back into town, and she's going to be there in the house every day. Like, and I talked about my therapist, talk about this with my therapist. Um, but, like, 
as soon as I walk in the house, I'm like filled with a sense of like dread because I don't know where my mom is. Like mm. we've had multiple boundary conversations, but she forgets them. Yeah. Of uh, your house is upstairs. My house is downstairs. Like if we lived, even if we lived in an apartment complex in the same apartment complex, you wouldn't just be in mine waiting for me. Right. It's a separate home. Mm-hmm. Or if we lived, you know, down the street from each other, you wouldn't just walk in my house. Right. But since it's the same house, and there, and a, there's a valid reason, the laundry stuff is downstairs. Mm. There's just a lot of no boundaries. Right. Which there has never been boundaries in my family. And I've literally in the last two years had to learn about what they are. Yeah. So I just walk in with this sense of like apprehension and dread of like, what do I expect when I get in this home right now? Um, so there's that. And there's all the other things that go along with it, like the pills and the um, concerns and driving and all this stuff. And because her health is not good, now we got to pick back up all the doctor visits and everything. So it's like um, right away. So she comes in today and then right away on Friday, she's got an MRI. But it can never just be a... Re- I'm just going to... Let me just vent. No, no, girl, it can never it. just be a regular MRI. She's got to get one with contrast dye, which a lot of people do, and that's fine, but she's allergic to the contrast dye. Mm. So if she gets it, like they inject you, because they'll do the one MRI just in black and white, basically. Then they inject you with a contrast dye. They do an, a second MRI, so it like lights up the parts of your brain, because she's getting it for her brain, that need to be lit up. Um, and when they inject her with the dye... In about 30 seconds, she will projectile vomit. Oh. I've actually seen this happen. It's holy crap. Slightly horrifying, slightly impressive, very sad. Wow, oh. it's like the exorcist where it's just like Bleh. Yeah, she's like, it's, ha- it's happening, but and so I'm like, you gotta get a bucket right oh, there. Oh wow. So I tell them this, I'm like, oh, not contrast eye. But they need to yeah. because she actually has a second brain tumor that's growing. Did I tell you that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's small, but she's also been having a lot of headaches and a lot of pain in the where the site of the other brain tumor was. Mm. So they want to figure out what's going on. So the contrast dye. So they're like, okay, well, we're going to give her some steroids the night before and then Zofran the day of. And I'm like, I've had a lot of steroids. Like if you take a heavy dose of steroids, that also makes you nauseous. Mm. So I'm preparing for all of this on Thursday night into Friday with this MRI. Then next week we we have to do an EEG, which is like you sit and they stick a lot of those little... You know, with like suction, suction cups, cups yeah. to your head. Mm-hmm. They monitor your brain waves. And she had one of these before. It was supposed to be no big deal, but she like lost her mind. I don't know. She was not well for like two hours afterward because mm. she was just confused and out of it. So that, and this is like a more intense one. So that's next week. And then the following week, she's got to do a, um, um, memory test. And mm. I don't know what that involves, but I'm excited for that one because I got to know what the hell's going on with her memory. After all that, in September, she's got to have all these surgeries for varicose veins on her legs. And I'm mm. just like... <sighs> it's just a lot. That's so much. It's a lot. I just got stressed out thinking about that. So let me think about something else really quick. Mm-hmm. A week from today, mm. I'm going to Disney World. Yeah! Oh, yeah! Yes! <laughs> So I'm really, really looking forward to that. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. Symbols. Drums. So I have to, what I do to keep myself sane is look forward to these little like milestones like that to get me through. Are there any options for help? Here's the thing. And this, we talked about it on the air today. 
about me feeling stressed out that she was coming home. And I've had some of our MNH fan members on Twitter, one in particular, reach out in the DMs to me because she's like an elder care advocate. But she makes it seem very scary to me, like someone is going to come in and take advantage of my mom through a guardianship. So mm. it's very confusing. And mm. she's given me a lot of info, which I'll be honest, seems very overwhelming. She's given me a number for someone to – it's just a normal person who wants to, like, not let people get taken advantage of with guardianships. And so when I was talking about it on the air today, there was some Twitter conversation that's like, well, I gave her some info. Like, what what do we need to do here? And I'm like, mm. it's just a lot. Right. Because right. that's obviously not the only thing that I have going on in my life. No. And so I don't really know what steps to take next. Like, it's very – um it's very confusing to me. So I have like, um, I'm looking up adult daycare centers where I can maybe start the process of like getting her out of the house maybe a couple times a week. Right. Right. Okay. There's that. Then I want to look into possibly an assisted living facility, but she's very resistant to that. And she shouldn't be because I think it could be a really good thing. But then I also know that some of these places, either are looking to scam you or they look good on the outside, but then they don't treat the people well on the inside. Mm, You know, there's like all these really scary big things that way. Then um, like with her savings, she doesn't have much, but she does have some. Mm -hmm. And it's in like some kind of like money. I don't know. It's confusing Mm. and I don't quite understand it. And I'm like, how does one actually pay for an assisted living? If you run out of money, then what do you do? So like, there's all these things that I can see floating out there. And then people have been like, well, why don't you just have someone come in the house? And then I'm like, but you don't understand. It's also still my house. Yeah, it's right. like you still want your space. I want space. more people coming in and out no. of my house. Right. And you have to understand, I have to set that whole thing up. So mm-hmm. like once, yeah, I get it. Once I set it up, then it kind of like runs. But like we're talking interviews with people. I, ha- I nearly had a panic attack just setting up a cleaning service for my house. <laughs> right. Like, do you remember that whole conundrum? Right. So it's like. It's a lot to have to it's a lot. digest and then to make these Really big decisions. Yeah. So, and, like, don't get me wrong. Like, my person is helpful because he kind of, um, like, helps with some research and helps with looking and, and things like that. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. So, yes, there are ways that I can get help, but it's hard when you have no idea exactly what's going to help in what way the best, mm. how, money, etc. Um. I and let me know if this is like off the air if it's too much but like have you ever thought about asking like your aunt her sister or your dad who granted is not the most communicative but Mm. I mean they had two kids together and Mm. they are linked forever and he's not in bad health. From what you know of. From what I understand, he's. I called him because after all of this with my mom, by the way, mm-hmm. I tell you that I reached out to Tim. Mm-mm. Okay. So I told my brother, I did get in touch with my brother. I'm like, do you know if dad has like a will or any sort of plan in place? Should he fall ill? Right. Patrick's like, oh no. Uh. I was like, all right. I'm like, can you ask? So they went to dinner. I don't even know if they talked about it because on what well, holiday was just recently? Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. I called my dad to say happy Fourth of July. Got a hold of him, which mm-hmm. that was a big step because right. he doesn't usually answer the phone. And so after, like, the pleasantries, then I don't know why I do this. I have always done this. I start talking real fast and, like, not allowing any breaks with my dad because oh. he doesn't say anything in return. I'll just, like, say a thing and then he'll be like, 
Mm. And uh, I'm like, so then I just start. <laughs> so I'm like, Dad, ah, uh, do you have anything in place? Like he's like, I was like, if you, if anything happens to you, like what what do Patrick and I do? And he was like, Oh, that's not gonna happen. No. I go, okay, Dad, but no. no. All right. Well, what happens if like. You fall down and you miss work. He's like, well, work, probably get a hold of Patrick. I'm like, yeah, but like, what if you're in the hospital? Like, can, do we have any, is there something in place? Right. He goes, no, not right, not right now. <sighs> I'm like, he can't even take care of him damn self. Right. So I think he's in good health, but like, I don't know. I guess I could reach out to him and it's just that he doesn't say anything. It's so uh, weird. Yeah. If I was like, I need help with mom, he'd be like. Well, I don't know, Peanut. I don't. I don't mm. know. I, don't. I wonder if you and I know my relationship with my mom is different than yours, obviously with your parents. But like, what I'm finding, and I know my mom will listen to this. Hey, um, I've learned that I've had to just take the reins sometimes, and just like I really got onto her. Sorry, I'm spilling your beans. Um, because I just found out when I went home from my grandma's funeral that she's like smoking a lot again, uh. and in her house. Oh, and the house is rough. And I was like, you need to stop. I know. Because I was like, cause like, people can make their own choices, but it's so difficult. Right. I'm like, that? No, you're making it too easy. So I like, I tore into her a little bit about it. And Abe was like, I mean, you can come. Like, you know, I'm like, no. Like, she, no one else is going to tell her this. Like, uh, yeah. you need to know. Like, stop it. Uh, so anyway, I'm wondering if you could sort of like have one of those come to Jesus moments with your dad and be like, Hey, like, I know that you're not the biggest talker and, like, this is very uncomfortable, but, like, we need to have this conversation now. I need you to communicate with me right now, Dad. Like, these are very important issues. Like, I need help. I need to make sure that you're okay. We need a plan in place. Like, these aren't things that we can just put off anymore because, like, none of our parents are getting any younger. Right. And it's, like tomorrow something could happen and then we've just been like oh well we'll just figure it out at some point i'm like and then i told patrick this i'm like this is like at some point i'm i'm living proof as i'm dealing with it with mom every day it's gonna get bad at some point right. and we will have no like what do we do right so that's just, just frustrating i don't know and i talked to my i did mention last summer because last summer my mom was real bad really bad and she's not as bad uh psychotically i feel like Mm. as last summer because we had some like i screamed at her a couple of times last summer Mm. um but i i think i mentioned to auntie pearl and i think i talked to my cousin heather and i was like you know at some point i might have to put my mom in in some sort of care facility and they Mm. were just like hey do what you have to do Mm. and they've said that already and they said and they said it but i'm like all right like i just it just feels like I don't they're so far mm. it's hard right no I totally get it I don't know but I, I wonder if like that's where you're like hey because obviously it's not something that you're gonna do like tomorrow next week right but like maybe you know you say hey do y'all want to come down for the holidays so we can like talk about it or do you want to come down for Easter next year right. so we can talk about it but at least start the process mm, because yeah. this is one of those things that you can't just make a quick decision. You got to sort of like set the the pace for it. Right. And even just saying, hey, why don't y'all come and spend Thanksgiving here? And so then y'all can like sit down and have a serious talk of like, hey, like Auntie Pearl, if you're retired, do you want to come help or whatever that oh, looks God, like? Oh, God, no. My mom will not speak to Auntie Pearl. Do you understand? Oh, they're not speaking now? Well, my mom won't speak to her. Oh. She's going through so much crazy. Like once the brain surgery happened, she's now 
unpacking all this trauma. This is why I say go to therapy while you're young. Mm. Yes. She's unpacking all this trauma and what Auntie Pearl does too. They both remember things differently Mm. and they both react to things differently. Auntie Pearl could say something with no tone. Right. And my mom will hear it with a tone. Then the more she ruminates on it, she's like, Auntie Pearl basically said she wants me to die. And I'm like, that's, whoa, I was there. She just basically said, you know, not not that. Right. Like, I <laughs> love once you. once my mom has decided something is said, it's like, done. she doesn't even want to go, like, we don't even stay with Auntie Pearl when we go up there anymore because my mom cannot handle it. Mm. It It is bad for her mental health to have Auntie Pearl involved in anything. Jeez. And Auntie Pearl doesn't even know that. Right. So she's always trying to reach out. Yeah. Right. And they don't have the, like, it's been a little bit rocky, but my mom has made it so bad in her head. She's taken all the trauma that she has from her mother, and then since her mom died, she's like, oh, I don't have that trauma anymore. No, surprise, you do. Right. Uh-huh. And now she's put it on Auntie Pearl. So Auntie Pearl is basically the representative of everything that's wrong with my mom. Mm. It's crazy what I'm dealing with. Y'all Jesus. even know it's nuts. Anyway, but mm. yes, I agree. I need to do something. About <laughs> oh, so. I mean, I think, and and what I'm, I'm just like sort of throwing out different things from what I know about your family of like maybe somewhere in all of these different situations, there is a solution. Yeah. Somewhere. You know where it is? Uh, it's going to be my Uncle Joe, maybe. Oh, that's oh. right. He's out in what, Arizona? Mm-hmm. And maybe that is like, hey, I, whatever that looks like, I have no clue. Right. But just something, because I just feel like that is so much to put on just yeah, your you shoulders. You need help. Right. You can't yeah. just do it all alone. It's, right. It's, I, it's, and especially yeah. when you have family that, yes, none of them live here in Florida, but they're there. Mm-hmm. And this should not just be on your shoulders to have to make these huge decisions that all of this is happening, you still have a seven-year-old. I yeah. know, and she just is in such a bad spot with this because right. she's so resentful of, like, my mother, her grandmother. Right. Because she's not well. Right. And she takes up, you know, all this extra time, and it's it's a fight all the time about, it's just not good. Right. Absolutely. And so that's why I feel like somewhere maybe you have your Uncle Joe come, you know, or something or with him with Auntie Pearl and maybe he can be the facilitator because I, I don't know. Something there I feel like yeah. there is a, at least the beginning of a solution to right. help because just leaving it and that's mm. just why I just my mom, I feel just the last 20 years of her life like really were crappy. Like she got to spend it with her mom and my grandmother. Yeah. But, like, there wasn't quality there. No. And if my uncles and aunts would have, like, come in to, like, help her, and if we would have come up with a better solution, it would have been quality time that everybody would have gotten with my grandmother. Right. And I feel like she would have also, my grandmother, would have been able to be more stimulated by whatever resources they would have come up with. But we just kind of kept putting it off yep. yeah. because nobody wanted to speak up and say, hey, she should be in a home with other people her age right. until it was too late. Yeah, I would I that to me, that's the end goal. And honestly, for me, it, the, the sooner the better. Right. Because oh, yeah. I can't I, I can't do it anymore. Right. And I and, and listen, and this is what I've tried to, like, tell my brother as he's gotten just upset and angry and ruminating over my grandmother passing away is, you know, he's like, well, because she was in a home for the last like month. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, she should have never been in a home. And I'm like, she should have actually been there earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because like you I know like back in the day, way, way back in the day, like that was the thing is that you bring in your parents into the home when they've gotten to a place where they can't take care of themselves. 
But you have to remember times were different. And like usually you as the child were like in your 50s. Right. And you were like getting close to retirement. And so you were in a space to where you had the resources and the bandwidth to bring them into your home and to take care of them and give them time and to socialize them. But if it happens when you are still young and you still have to make a living for yourself, so when you're older that age, you can have resources for yourself right. or you're still trying to raise a child in your in your age, mm-hmm. that's a lot for your emotional bandwidth to take on. Yeah. And so some of your family, they have to step up and help in whatever way possible, even if it's just doing some research and like coming down one week when you interview all these places and saying, hey, I'll come down and help you tour these places and help you make a decision right. so you don't feel like it's so all on support. your shoulders. Yeah. Exactly. And even just being there will help you feel like you're not alone. Right. No, that's what, oh, man. My family is so weird. Neither Patrick or Uncle Joe want to fly ever. They don't even drive. Oh, my gosh. I know. I better stay here two weeks, then. Good God. Like, why can't... Just, like, make it make sense. Make it, make it plain, Jesus. Make it normal. There's maybe, no normal. That's okay. Maybe that'll be your, your Christmas vacation for the two weeks. You just have them come down and be like, y'all drive down and let's figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. Well, and, well, Patrick's getting married in March. So he ain't really probably coming nowhere. Although we're going to go up and see them, so maybe I can do it at his wedding. Oh, Not true. the wedding. The wedding. <laughs> right. I like right. the wedding. No, like, the wedding. No, at the reception. pronounce you. Yeah. All right, we got to talk about this really quick. Let's right. talk about Ma. You're like, does anyone object to this wedding? Um, I don't. I know, but I have some thoughts. But uh, I'm <laughs> adding a third person to this uh, marriage. Mm. Mom's coming. Yep. Your turn. So. I, t- I oh. took the first eight years. <laughs> you get the next. You're like, here we go. Come on, baby. Okay. <sighs> Thanks. Some things to think about. And I know. For sure. All right. We got to go. Oh, damn. I took up the whole thing. No. Man, yeah. who wants to listen to this? That's Holly. real life. This is just reality. A lot of people go through that. Like, I Absolutely. remember watching my dad go through the same thing. Like, my dad did it for my grandpa. My aunt just did it for my grandma. Yeah. It was a whole, and we're still dealing with that stuff. Yeah, no, you, it takes a long time. It is such a process. And so to talk about it, it's just, that's just reality that a lot of people are facing. You're not talking about something that is a unique to you yeah. situation. We're not flying to space like, right. you know, other mm. billionaires. Exactly. <laughs> That's something that nobody can relate to. Right. Hey, let's talk about going to space, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a fun topic for us. Elon Musk was like, hey, stop making fun of going to space. And I'm just like, shut up. Hey, Elon Musk, why don't you help people go to get some education and buy houses? Anyway, uh, also uh, on Friday's podcast, uh, we're going to have uh, Stacy, the medium on. Oh, she coming back. Yeah. So if you want a reading, we'll do maybe one or two people. Uh, shoot me an email, Miguel at hot one oh one five Tampa Bay dot com. Um, and the first two people we will uh set you up. Come with pure intentions. Yes. Because I don't want whoever comes through. The goal of this is not to try to bamboozle her. Right. No, you gotta come open. If if you wanna get something out of it. You got to be willing to put in the work for it. Right. Like, I feel like at this point we've established that she has a talent. Yeah. um, And she'll tell you up front, is it always accurate? No, but it's putting a puzzle together. That's what it is. But we've done the work in sitting, you know, close, cross-armed, being like, what you got? Yeah, face to face. Right. We're not here to do that. We're here to help you. Uh, feel better and figure out some answers that you've been wanting. Yeah, and and just know when you come on the podcast, we expect you to be as honest as we are. Miguel at hot1015tampabay.com. Shoot me an email, and the first two people will get you on on Friday. 
Uh, Scott, what's your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio Holly, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Miguel Fuller, I'm on all the social platforms. Oh! Yeah. I've been meaning to talk about this. I'll talk about I'll write this down for next time. Oh. Um, I signed up for Cameo. Oh, you did? I did, where you can do videos and stuff. I, I've been feeling very weird about it. I haven't posted about it or talked about it because I feel some type of way. Why? I will talk about that oh, okay. next time, okay? All right. All right, we'll see you next time on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs>